Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host and I am very excited to be back and joined as always by my co-host and partner in crime. He is the Fulham Flyer. He is the Shawangunk Express. He is the Patrick Regan to my Patrick Swayze. Philip Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. It is good to be here. It's my favorite time of the year. I got a fire going. George is resting on the sofa over there. I've got some chestnuts roasting. Temperatures uh, are plummeting. The wind go. is howling. Trees are coming You're down. You're heading off on vacation for a week, which is great. I don't have to deal with you. So, yeah, <laughs> all good. Phil, it is, we're super excited <laughs> because it is our annual Ultra Runner of the Year episode, and we could not be more excited because that means we get to bring in, I don't know, at this point, five-time Pain Cave guest. He's, he's a member of the Five Timers Club, without a yeah. doubt. He is the MVP of this recurring bit that we do every year. And he is also another person who just keeps getting faster despite aging, which is pissing the shit out of us to no end. Jason Mintz, welcome back to the Pain Cave. Great to be here. My favorite uh, event of the year. It's been a little while since I've chatted with you guys, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. This, this is actually, I think, going to be a really fun conversation, as it, as it always is. But this year, I think, is going to be even a little bit more... Uh, maybe a little bit more debatable, maybe a little bit more fiery than it's been in the past. Hard to get a little more fiery than we've been. But uh, last year, I think we had a little bit too much consensus. And I think this year, just looking at the list and looking at the data, there is going to be a lot more discussion and probably a little bit more disagreement. So that's always what makes for good podcasting. Let's get into it. But before we do, Phil, what are we drinking tonight? I'm drinking a, um, a Trooper's Alley IPA. It's from Wolf, Wolf Hills Brewing, which is in Abingdon, Virginia, which is the, the, uh, the location of your last 100-mile running race. Probably of my uh, life, yes. Um, nice, and it's where the uh, packet pickup is for the Yeti 100. Yep, the host brewery, uh, yeah. Great beers in there. Uh, it was nice to be crewing, strolled in there, had a couple of beers, and uh, yeah, love this beer. Very, uh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I am going to crack open a Clearwater Kolsch from Captain Lawrence, one of the uh, original New York microbreweries. Nice. And uh, Mince, what do you have? So I went out for this occasion. I picked up some of the Sloop uh, No Santa IPA. Nice. I, uh, Very cool. I got COVID this week, so I'm drinking some chamomile oh. tea instead. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, I've got the No Santa on deck for whenever I'm feeling a little better. All right. Yeah. Good, good. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. All right. All right. Well, uh, I don't want to do a lot of preamble. I know we have a lot of material to get through, and we may as well just get started. Are we starting with the men or the women? What do you guys think? I'll defer to Phil's judgment. I think we start with the men because I think the women is a little bit more cut and dried, in my opinion. Okay. That, then, then I would argue we start with the women, and I agree. I think the women are a little bit more cut and dried. Uh, okay. And maybe maybe we'll do that, and then we'll we'll get into the men because I think the men is a little bit more difficult. All right, all yeah. right. So yeah, just don't ask me next time. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did I ask? All right. Okay. Yeah, no so idea. We're gonna start so with you the women. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Straight exactly. One. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna we're gonna start with the women. Uh, we are going to rank our top ten women uh, in the Ultra Runner of the Year voting from ten to one. Normally, we like to do this before I send in my ballot, so that you guys can 
uh, either erroneously try to convince me that I'm wrong, or in some cases, I think you've corrected some mistakes that I've made. Unfortunately, my ballot was due a couple of days ago. So by the time we people hear this, it's it's going to be uh, off and gone, and, and you guys are going to be basically uh, screaming into the void um, because my, my vote has already been tallied. But still, I think a fun exercise and uh, and... Uh, we can we can recognize a bunch of uh, the great performances that we saw this year. Just a reminder to everybody listening and to you guys, Phil, especially this is for 2022 only. This is uh, North American uh, citizens and residents only. So, uh, you know, don't add us about where's Killian and, and you know, where's Remy uh, Benet and that sort of thing. Uh, it's it's for North Americaners. Now, that can mean visited. Well, I mean, they, they can't just be as visiting. The they they have to they have to have residency in in North pay America. Taxes. Um, and hey, hold on. Trump doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into tax policy as the as the All deciding right. factor. We we'll save that for another podcast. But it, it can also it can also be Americans living abroad, which I'm sure we'll have some of those in our in our rankings. Okay. So that is uh, the story on on where we're at right now, uh, and we should also include that uh or we should also mention that fkts are not included in this there is a separate voting for fkt of the year and we are not allowed to consider fkts in our deliberations at all so uh do not do not do that and then the only other thing i mean there are other things that they add in terms of like you know we should be considering variety of performances and you know different distances and disciplines and and head-to-head competition and we'll we'll get into all that as we go yeah. All right. Very good. So having said all that, why don't we get started with the women? And Mince, you are our guest. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your top 10 women. But before before we get into your number 10, Mince, uh, what did you think about the women's list this year? So I actually had more women in consideration for the top 10 than men when I originally wrote it out. Uh, I thought I had a little bit of difficulty placing kind of seventh place through, you know, 12th or so. Um, So I really had to kind of like comb through to make sure there weren't any results I missed, anything like that. But, you know, I I thought it was uh, closer to the top. I I think the names that were pretty clear who I wanted up there. How about you, Phil? What did you think about the women's list? Uh, Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty, pretty clear as well. I mean, you know, there are some people out there that had, you know, had a big year in terms of number of races, but just didn't feel the quality was there. Right. Agreed. I feel like, you know, there was a sort of a smaller group that raised some quality, had some good results. It was easier to kind of sort that that group out. There were some that I kind of consider, but just didn't feel the quality of their of their races was was enough to bump people that maybe didn't win, yep. but were at, you know, much more competitive events. So Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Uh, yes, I, I found that the top uh, five to six for the women to be more or less, you know, pretty straightforward. And then I probably had about 10 or 12 people for the next five to six spots. Um, the men uh, were, were a little bit different for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's let's get into it. And, and as always, at the end, we can go back and uh, and discuss some of the people that, that didn't quite make the cut. Mince, who do you have in your number 10 spot for women's 2022 Ultra Runner of the Year? Sure. I have Emily Hawgood there. Uh, at one point, I considered her higher. I uh, ended up sliding her down into the 10 slot. She had a top five at Western States, 
Uh, I believe she was sixth at UTMB. I think those were her two main results, um, both excellent results. Uh, not, I didn't see anything at, um, that stood out to me at like shorter distances, but two very solid results. Uh, so I had her in the 10th spot. Okay. Phil, is Emily on your list? Emily's not on my list, actually. No, she didn't make it. Emily didn't make my list either, which I'm, I'm wondering if that's an oversight, but um, we can talk a little bit more about that. And actually, I'm going to pull up my, uh, my data sheet while we're talking here, just so I can have my references at, at the ready. Phil, who was number 10 for you? Number 10 for me was Abby Hall. Uh, yes, I had Abby Hall higher on my list. Mint, is she okay. on your list? Yeah, I had her a good bit higher. Yeah, me as well. Right. Okay, so why don't we talk about her uh, a little bit higher <laughs> up? Uh, when we when we get there, tenth for me, I had Annie Hughes, who I think actually wound up in in my tenth spot last year as well, and, and I think in in several of our uh, top tens last year, and I, I think she might have been ninth or tenth in the in the final voting. Do you guys have Annie on there? I she do ended up have Annie on mine, but I have her higher. You have her higher, Mint. Yeah, you know I like to lean towards these longer events. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a suffer fest specialist, and so is she. So that's why I. <laughs> I have some uh, empathy with her. <laughs> I left her out. I'll t- I'm going to tell you why. And, yeah. and I'll tell you why I think that Emily Hoggood was a better... Because those were kind of like the ones I was flip-flopping at the end. For Annie Hughes, I wrote down three small hundreds and a 250, ninth at Javelina. So, I don't know. I thought... Seventh at Javelina or ninth? I, had her, I thought she was seventh. I... Okay, maybe seventh. Yeah. I, it doesn't really change my thinking a whole lot, though. I mean, I guess I'm just looking at Emily obviously has, you know, fewer results, um, but a top five at States and a top six at UTMB is pretty legit on both. I believe she was the yeah. top North American at States, although I don't have that in front of me. Uh, but she may have been. No. No. No, because um, Mar- oh, no. Marianne Hogan, no, who right. we'll get you're into, right. was, was no, up sorry. there as well. She wasn't. But still, top five at States, top six at UTMB. I don't know. Yeah. I, I obviously major races over some of the smaller ones that Annie did. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that's a good call. You know, I, I think that's certainly a reasonable place to land on that. Uh, you know, Annie. You know, three smaller hundreds. Yes. I, I mean, Run Rabbit's a big deal, and the and the women's field at Run Rabbit was a, a good field this year, and that and was she still a, ran sixteen hours at Havelina. You know, I mean, she's. I think the thing with her is she has chops over like the Cocodona race. And run rabbit and javelina. I think that's nice that you know she has that the ability to you know go across the different kind of styles of ultra, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's definitely a longer distance specialist for sure. And you know, I, again, I mean, I, I think we kind of wound up, like I said, with her in a similar a similar kind of ranking last year. And and I think as usual, my consternation with her is, is what do we do with these longer events? I mean, I know, was she, she had won, was it Moab last year or one of the other 200s? Um, I think it was Moab. Yeah. And uh, I, ju- I just don't really know what to do with that. But Cocodona seems to be taking on a little bit more of an importance, I think, with, you know, within yeah. that kind of ultra long trail scene. And, you know, she was third overall there, which was, which was pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, and, and seventh at Javelina, not, not, uh, you know, not a world-class performance, but a solid run on, on a course that maybe is not quite in her re- wheelhouse. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, I, I, I don't think I don't think you could argue with 
with uh, putting Emily ahead of her mints, I think that's that that you know you could certainly make a very reasonable argument for that. I will, to credit Annie, six hundred fifty miles of racing is impressive. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a busy year. <laughs> yeah, she almost has more more miles than my year right there. <laughs> she's only twenty four. So she's got yeah. A yeah yeah good career ahead of and, her. And I and I like her going to Javelina and you know mixing it up against some of uh, you know kind of sure. faster women who are a little bit maybe more suited to that style of racing. You know, like I said, out of her wheelhouse for sure. And, uh, you know, still a respectable result. So, you know, cool to see that. All right, Mintz, sure. number nine. Number nine. Okay, a lot of flip-flopping in this area. I had Katie Scheid number nine. Oh, which okay. I wow. was pretty conflicted about because uh, she obviously has the UTMB result. Yeah. But outside of that, I didn't see a ton for her. I, I have her um, winning that Valderan race, which is one of the UTMB races. Yep, it, yeah. She plays very well overall in it as well. Had a great run. Those were the two results that stood out to me. Um, the main reason I had her down that far, and she kind of slipped down my list as I went through it. Um, I think I had her as high as six, and then she just kind of slipped down to the nine spot. Just um, not a ton of results, and I think the people who I ended up placing in front of her had had more results. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean the UTMB is is dilemma, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Somebody UTMB, with a short, a ton of races, a I mean, short resume, right? Let's face it, UTMB is the World Championships mountain running. Yeah, you know, trail mountain running. So I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I got her much higher, but I have her higher as well. I know what yeah. you mean. Like the resume for the year is short, but like you're gonna win one race in a year, it's gonna be UTMB. Right? Yeah, that's the one, right? <laughs> and let's not overlook Valderan, which is a you know maybe not yeah. on the the same and level as some UTMB, of the other UTMB so... races, right? <laughs> As is everything it's else. A side but question: Are we by UTMB yet or not? Not yet. We're we're working yeah, on it. We're still working, working on it. On it. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, still a, a, a big. I mean, you know, size wise compares favorably to anything stateside, and uh, you know, a good overall finish. Mints, as you mentioned. Uh, yes, I had her a little higher on my list as well. Uh, good, Phil. Who is your number nine? Number nine. I managed to squeeze in uh, Camille into my list in uh, ninth place. Oh wow! I had Camille a lot higher than that. Same. Well, nothing like sucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little past buttering her up, though. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just being objective. She she I thought she had a much better year than than ninth. Wow, that's surprising because you're usually a, a bigger Camille defender than I am. Well, I mean, she, you know, she had some of her track world records, her circle running world records. <laughs> she won a 99 mile race in uh, oh, Nevada. Okay, you can't penalize her for that. Um. <laughs> He's eighth at states. I mean, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I thought okay. I, we can talk a little bit more about her as we get closer. I I had her ranked a lot higher, and I I considered her desert solstice uh, performance one of her least impressive performances of the year. Um, right. The yeah, yep. we, we we can talk more about what happened to jackpot later on. But I mean, <laughs> you had her higher as well. I had her a good bit higher. Right, yeah. So yeah, me me too. Let's let's address her a little bit more when we get there for ninth. Uh, who was on my list in ninth? Ninth place. I, I don't know if this one, if uh, this this athlete is going to make your guys' list. Uh, do you guys have Jasmine Lowther in there? So oh, I yeah. had her. Yeah, I have her eighth. You have so. her eighth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have her a little little higher than eighth. All right. Yeah. So uh, a really good year. Had a good year. Yeah, and and not somebody we talk about a lot on the pod, but you know, course record at Canyons, fourth at CCC, third at Chuckanut, uh, second at the Sinister Seven. I mean, she, she, you know, course record at, at Canyons, taking out Beth Pascal's course record there not by much i think by a couple of seconds but still taking yeah. down a beth pascal course record and then the fourth place at ccc i thought uh, uh, obviously a world-class result there yep 
No, right. I think they're, I mean, they're very competitive races. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mintz, you had her eighth, Phil. Who was, who was eighth for you? Eighth for me, I got Claire Gallagher. I had her in seventh, so we can talk about okay, her now so as well. So now we're starting to get a little... Uh, I have her seventh as well. You have her seventh also, they yeah. It goes to us, because now we're starting to cross the beams a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, of, uh, little bit of consensus. Okay. All right, consensus is all right. Phil, tell us about Claire. Well, Leadville win, Black Canyon win. Um, you know, I think two... Like, Leadville, I think, is... It's reasonably competitive. Yeah, it was a like, decent field this year. It's massively competitive. No, uh, no, no. Not, right. competitive. Um, you know, so I think I think pretty pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Second at the San Juan Solstice in, you know, what was a pretty good field, or at least a, a very strong top three. I think she took out Hillary Allen among some others there um, right. and was behind just uh, Hannah Ozowski. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Leadville, yeah, she beat some, I mean, no Annie Hughes this year. But, um, yeah. you know, I think I think Abby was there. I think, you know, there were a few other folks as well that were that were, you know, giving Claire a run early on. And, uh, yeah, turned into a fairly dominating performance there. Her second win at Leadville. Yeah. I think, you know, she hasn't been there since basically bursting onto the scene with a win there many, many years ago. So uh, great to see her have a really strong year. So I had her, yes, in seventh. And uh Mintz, you had her seventh as well. Okay, so we need my eighth place pick, which was I had Devin Yanko in eighth. Okay. Making anyone's list? She's on my I list. Her back. She's a little higher. Yeah. I left her out. I had her in eleventh or twelfth. Uh, uh we don't invite Mintz again. He's clearly <laughs> out of mind. No, I, mean, I she, have no idea. He's claiming he has COVID, but I think he might have something worse. Well she was so like uh, I said, she was in this group of about ten or twelve that I was, or, or uh, yeah, about 10 to 12 women who I was paring down to, you know, the last four to five spots in the top 10. I could certainly see leaving her off. Uh, if you were going to leave her off, I, I think you would do it based on the fact that she DNF'd at Black Canyon, which was one of the more competitive races she was at, had two yeah. DNFs on the year. But she did put up a lot of good results. I think her yeah. most impressive win was, uh, you know, the win at, at Javelina against a very, yeah. very strong that field. Impressive. That very was, impressive. Very impressive. You know, a, a good fast race won at Umstead. She won overall at Umstead, beating all yep. the men and setting the course record there, which was a great race. She beat, yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember whose course record it was. I think I have it written down here because I was considering that for one of our, one of the, her perform, one of the uh, women's performances of the year, which um, we'll get into in a little bit. Um, oh Howard. yeah. She took out Eliza Howard course record from 2014. Yeah. So, you know, that's legit. Yeah, I mean, 1423 is no joke for a hundred. No, she took I mean, it down 14, by 20 minutes or 40 minutes now. rather. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, you know, she had some smaller races as well, but you know, overall, I think she had, a had a very good year. I mean, I have her a little bit higher. Okay. All right. Seventh Mintz and I both have Claire, uh, Phil, who do you have in seventh? I got to uh, Jasmine Lothar. Okay. All right. Okay. So, and we had, we both had her, Mintz had her eighth, I had her ninth. So again, a little bit of consensus there. We can move along to sixth place. Mintz, who is your sixth female ultra of the year? Uh, I have Marissa there. Um, As did I. Okay. Yeah. Um, at one point I had her a little bit higher than, I don't know. She's, she's consistently putting up these 24 hour results in the low to mid 150s yep. i mean really it was her spartathlon result i think that boosted yeah. her the absolutely um, and, th and that's kind of what kept her in that spot for me i think actually even without spartathlon i'm not sure she would have made my list uh, probably not but i that had her in like 11 to kind of 12 area because i think you're absolutely right without spartathlon 
Yeah. And okay. that's the second spartathlon, but eighth overall. So really amazing result there. And, and I think the yeah. third fastest time of all time. I yeah. actually had her spartathlon race in my top five for performance of the year, which we'll get to. Oh. And that and that is the reason right. she was in the top 10 for me. She had two, yeah. two very strong 24-hour races, which I think she, she won both of them outright. Uh, and yeah. then the second at Spartathlon, which I think was, you know, if not an all-time performance, uh, uh, you know, certainly one of the best performances of the year. I agree, Mintz. I started with her a little bit higher, and then, you know, uh, she, yep. she wound up getting shuffled down. But she, w- she was kind of the, the first of the kind of uh, the locks for me. Like the, from, from six to one, you know, those were on my first pass through the list. Those were the obvious inclusions for me, and she, she, she was in there. All right. You're not, you're not coming on the show next year either. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who, did, who did you have sixth, Phil? Six, I had Leah Yingling. I had her twelfth. She just missed out on the list. Really? For me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she had like nothing. You said crazy, fifth, Mint? Very yep. solid. Jason, where you have? Where you have? Yeah, her? I, I have her fifth. I I, I like yeah. the results. She had a All lot. Right, of you're results. back. You're back on the show for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All I mean, right. everything is solid, right? Six at States, third at Bandera, second at Canyons, third at Trans Grand Canaria, went to the World Champs. Yep. You know. She, she was the opposite of Marissa. She was That's someone the that was kind of year that Jay says. Sorry. Okay, so yeah. so here here's here's how I do this when I when I I kind of cohort people, right? So I had these these top 6 and then I had the next like 10 or 12 or whatever. And and so what I do then is I go through there performances and I rank each of their performances within like, you know, so this this is what I feel is this runner's best performance of the year. This is what I feel is their second best performance, you know, et cetera. And then I head to head each of those matchups. So for everyone in this kind of group of, you know, seven to 15 or whatever it is, I go head to head on each of them and then, you know, determine who's above and who's below. So the, the closest comp I had for for Leah was or, or one of the closest comps I had for Leah was, was Jasmine, um, who we, we all just talked about a little while ago. And if you line up their top results, they're very, very similar. And I think Jasmine has a slight edge. And that's how I did that. So if you line up their number one results, Jasmine for me was was fourth at CCC. Leah for me was yep. sixth at Western States. Those are both very good results. I have Jasmine's maybe edging out Leah's in that in that respect for the top, you know, the, the better top yep. result. The next result for each of them was Canyons, where Jasmine won head-to-head and set a course record. So that's an obvious win there. The next mm-hmm. one, Jasmine was third at Chuckanut. Leah was third at Bandera. Those are pretty equivalent, uh, given the fields that were, we saw at both of those this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I had, I had a slight to significant edge uh, for Jasmine on, you know, all three of the top three uh, places, basically. Then after that, it was, you know, Leah had, uh, you know, more significant fourth and fifth place showings, although, you know, still not. I mean, she was third at uh, Transgrand, sorry, Transgrand Canaria, but in, you know, in the shorter 40 mile race, which did not have the strength of competition, you know, still was probably a better performance than Jasmine's fourth best performance. But, you know, when you're getting down to that point, I'm I'm kind of putting a little bit more weight on the more impressive performances. So that that was where a lot, that was kind of where those kind of fell out a little bit. you know, and and so it was kind of her and, you know, Annie Hughes and uh, Caitlin was another one who kind of came out in that that same kind of area. And I don't know if we're, we're going to get to Caitlin in, at some point. Um, she did not make my list, but also was a kind of a barely left off the list. So we can we can get to her shortly if you guys have her on there. But that's why that's why that was the reason that um, 
Leah didn't make my list. She was just kind of right in that same little zone, and it just came down to degrees. Right. Okay. Well, I guess she just had a bit too much of an average year for you then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so Leah, she was fifth if for you. In that year, you consider that like pretty poor by your standards, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Leah is fifth for Mince and sixth for Phil. Phil, who did you have fifth? Uh, fifth, I got Devin Yanko. Okay, so we discussed Devin already. So I had her, right, I mean, if we, we kind of gamed it out, I had her just ahead of Jasmine, but um, yeah, also in kind of the similar uh, area. Uh, fifth for me was Abby Hall, who, Phil, you mentioned earlier. Mince, did you have her in your top five? Yeah, I have her fourth. Okay, good. So let's, um, let's talk about Abby right now. You know, her number one result for me, the win at Transvolcania, which I thought was really, really good. She was second at Trans Grand Canaria. She was third at CCC. So those are three huge races, three world-class yep. fields, and three podiums. Um, yep. Yeah, that's, that's tough to argue with. Yep. All right. Phil, uh, who'd you have in fourth? Fourth, I have Annie Hughes. Okay. So... Wins Cocodona, wins High Lonesome, wins Run Rabbit, seventh at Havelina. Right. So this is kind of like right when so when you when you stack them so I mean wins have to I think I, I think we all agree wins have to count for something but right when you when you kind of line up just just Abby because we were just talking about her and you know and I have her right next to Annie on my sheet um, if you just line up their top performances if you put you know I had a Annie's Run Rabbit as her number one you put that up against Abby's Transvolcania I think you know both wins I think Transvolcania is a, a much bigger win than, than at Run Rabbit. Second best performances, third at CCC versus first at Cocodona. Those were my, my, my second rated performances for each of them. I have the CCC performance ahead of that. And then second at Trans Grand Canaria over uh, the course record at Hind Lonesome that Annie put up. The, you know, again, that's, you know, that's three wins for Abby against, or th three better performances for Abby when you stack them up against Annie's top three performances. That, that's how I kind of work that out. And, you know, that's why she's, she's higher for me than than Annie is. Annie's got kind of a Jeff Browning type year there. Those oh, like well, that ex that yeah. certainly Those explains the appeal for Phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bag on Jeff Browning. He had, a, he had a really good year, actually. We'll get to him yeah, in a minute, obviously. Um, he almost made my top 10, which I did not think was, was going to happen when I sat down to make the list. He was a lot closer than I thought he would be. Okay, so Abby Forth for, for Mince. Phil, yep. you had Annie. Fourth for me, yep. I had Kate. This is where I had Katie Scheid. Uh, and okay. so, Mince, I assume she's somewhere up here for you since we haven't mentioned her yet on your side. I had Katie back in ninth. Oh, you had her ninth, right. Phil, yeah. did you have her on your list? That is when we only invited me, remember? Yeah, she's, uh, she's third for me. Third for you. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, we mentioned it, Mince, when you, when you kind of brought her name up to begin with. A very short resume. I think we kind of went through that a little bit but you know when you're stacking up you know first at utmb against almost anything else it's hard to argue you know that that's not one of the th two or three best performances yeah, of the year I mean, if you're going to win any race on this list of races right that's going to be the one to win um yeah it's a short resume for being that high but yeah. you know but, I, you know like it's kind of I think to win YouTube, you, you kind of need to have a short resume unless you're courtney unless you're courtney you know most people just can't do or that killian big that, or Killian, yeah. I mean, or Francois. Big, or Francois, yeah. But like, you know, going out to win UTMB, that kind of has to be your goal for the year. Yeah. You know, maybe you can get a couple other things in there, but but really that has to be your number one goal. And that's, I mean, when you listen to to Katie on the free trail pod, that's basically what she said. I, it, she yep. put everything into, 
into the UTMB yep. basket for this year, and it, and it paid off. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's that's a, that's an excellent point. Mince, who did you have in third? I had Camille third. As did uh, I. Yeah. I, I, I think what bumped her up that high for me, uh, I mean, she had a great 100K, I believe, earlier in the year, and then she had the course record at Strolling Gym, which has been around for, you know, decades, right? And yep. she took the overall win there, I think, in front of Harvey. So that, that probably bumped her up the last couple of spots for me. Uh, you know, she had a solid finish at States, not a great finish, but, um, you know, not a terrible result. And, you know, her usual uh, quick 100 milers. Yeah. So I had Courtney third as well. Um, and, you know, Camille. now is probably, a th- I, I'm sorry, Camille uh, third. Yeah. Now, now I, is, I guess, since we're, we're talking about her now, probably the time to address what happened at Jackpot, which is where the course was ultimately measured uh, ultimately found to be short by, I don't know, what was it, half a mile or something on, on the measurement? Yeah. Okay. Was it half a mile or was less? It, it yeah. was probably less. Yeah, it was, I mean, mm-hmm. now, like you know, so, so she won jackpot overall. She broke her own 100-mile world record or world best, whatever you want to call it there. Uh, and then ultimately it was found to be, it was found to be short. Now, and, and I think, I, I think that the fact that it was found to be short, like Phil, you, you kind of in, ingest said that she won a 99-mile race, which, you know, technically is true. But, you know, she's, she's the, the victim of really a terrible circumstance in which nobody would have ever remeasured that course had she run 30 seconds slower or 45 seconds right. slower and not broken no. that world record. So if she right. goes out and has the same exact day and runs, you know, 45 seconds slower and misses her own world record by 10 seconds, then we all look at that and say, wow, you know. Uh, so I, I, I don't think it's fair to penalize her for, you know, the the – course marking or the course measurement being short. I still think you have to treat that as a world record equivalent kind of performance. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, I don't know how you guys have put her ahead of Katie Scheid. She won UTMB. That is the gold standard race in ultra running. You know, the most prestigious and hardest ultra running race. In fact, I think so much next year we do this podcast in person. So you two can pass the crack pipe around. Okay, Phil, but let, let me, I mean, in all seriousness, and, and I know we've clashed and sparred over Camille over and over again. And I don't disagree that if you were going to stock up, stack up, you know, top performances, if you, if you named Camille's jackpot near world record and, um, and Katie's win at UTMB, yes, you give Katie the slight edge there, maybe. Uh, I, I'm going to remind you that a couple of years ago when Camille broke this, this same world record for the first time, you ranked her number one in Ultra Runner of the Year on the basis of having run a world record, as you did with C.J. Albertson, who will come up again yes. uh, on, the, on the men's side when we talk about performances of the year. So well, for, for, you to, for you to say that just because Katie won that one race that you know, we should rank her ahead of Camille, I think is... You know, I think you're you're a little bit being hypocritical here. Yes. Well, no. I, in fact, in a minute, I'm going to bend over, drop my pants, and show you my <laughs> UTMB tattoo. Because <laughs> now I am by UTMB. Okay. So I've been. No, that's fine. That's fine. Look, that's fine. I'm going to grant. I'll grant you that if if we were doing this exercise of stacking her top performances up against Katie's, Katie's one beats Camille's one, even if you 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 know a, a world record or near world record, uh, yes, the UTMB one is, is better. 
the second place finish, Camille, or the second place performance, Camille was sixth at Comrades. If Camille had never won Comrades before, we would all be kind of, you know, falling all over ourselves to praise a sixth place finish at Comrades. The fact that she's yeah. won it before does not diminish how good a performance that is. I rank that significantly ahead of a, a, a win at Valderan. Yeah. And and then and that's the end of those results just go on and on. At, right, that's the end of Katie's resume. Mince, you referenced yeah. the 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 course record at Strolling Jim, which right. you know again like that's a forty five year old race where she took the overall win and set that. That's maybe her third best performance of the year. You know, running thirteen hours at Desert Solstice is maybe her fourth best performance of the year. You know, her fifth best performance of the year is a top ten at Western States. Yes, we're all disappointed when she doesn't go out and win Western States, but. You know, a top 10 at Western States is enough to get a lot of other people on this list. So, you know, and that's that's the fifth best race she had this year. So, uh, you know, you know, like we said, if you want to win UTMB, that needs to be your goal for the year. It's very hard to throw anything else in there. You know, there's a handful of exceptional athletes that can go out there and win some big races and win UTMB in the same year. But they are three people that can do that Look, right that's that's absolutely true but we're we're ranking people based on the basis of the year i mean you know camille had more results whether or not i mean look you could say the same thing about if you want to win comrades or you want to win western states you have to have the same single-minded focus and camille didn't have it and she didn't win those but she was top 10 in both of those and had three other really great performances uh, you know just, you know she she's approaching her career differently than you know uh, you and I and, and other people might like her to, to approach it. She doesn't value the same things that we value. But we have to. We still have to be, I think, objective about it and recognize when the performances are great. She's probably one of the only people who, on, on both sides, men and women, who can put up like six legitimate results. Like her sixth result is still like an, a, a really good result, you know? Yeah. Right. And look, I mean, I, so look, Phil, I... a style of racing. You know, I mean, putting her up against like mountain runners, I mean, she's not really a mountain runner. You know, it does, the, the mountain runners are much more limited as to, you know, what their year can look like. It takes a lot out of you. you Fine. Know, yes. Running a 12 hour 100 is, is, you know, not as hard as running a UTMB. Okay. Maybe. But <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I fail to see your point, though. The, the whole point is to compare apples to oranges and come up with a ranking. I mean, you're so what you're saying, no, what you're saying is that running a a mountain hundred is inherently more valuable than any other aspect of the sport. I'm saying UTMB. Okay. All right. I'm going to not, I'm going to not invite you back on this podcast next year, just because you're making me defend Camille. (laughs) Well, the bad news is there's not going to be anyone here next year. If we keep uninviting people, (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll invite Camille next year. She'll never talk to us. No. All right. No, let's never. get into the meat of this. This. Okay. Number two. Number two for everybody. I think there are two names that have not been mentioned yet, except yeah, in I think very briefly passing. Are, right? I'm guessing they're the same, number two and number one. Mince, who's yep. your number two? This was actually close for me. I'll say I, I kind of, I went back and forth. As did a I. Little bit. I ended up having Marianne second, uh, first at Bandera, third at States, second at UTMB. Um, just basically it came down to not as many wins um i think I, I don't know it was a tough decision i think if if marianne had been you know if she snagged the win at utmb obviously it'd be a different conversation 
Um, I, I don't know. It was it was very close, back and forth. This was this was even worse than apples to oranges because the races just were so different to me. I think it was like apples to like pomegranates or something. I, I don't know. It wasn't even, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was really tough to compare these. Like Jay was saying, you know, he does those head to head comparisons of the results. And I thought this was a tough one to do. Um, it was but like I bananas and shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Marianne second there. I, I did as well. And uh, obviously Same we're referring me, yeah. to Courtney as, as the other one who uh, yeah. is going to be everyone's number one. Yeah, yep. I, I think, right. It was it was a tough call. And, and actually, when I, again, just not to keep referring back to this, but when I, set, when I sat down to do the list, I went in assuming that Marianne was going to be number one. And when I, when I dug into Courtney's results a little bit more, it, it just became too hard. So again, if we, do, if we do my little exercise of top result, second result, that sort of thing, uh, second at UTMB against a course record at Grand Raid for Courtney, third at Western States against the co- course record at Hard Rock, and first yep. at Bandera against first at, uh, against the course record at Madeira for Courtney. Um, yeah, man, I mean, the, every time she went to a race, a big race, she broke the course record. Yeah, I yeah. mean, those are all super, super close. Um, yep. But right, three course records, you know, I, 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 Grand race, he was fourth overall. That, that's, okay. that, for me, the, it, it was actually Grand Raid that put it over the top because yeah. that, that, I think, was one of the best performances of the year, bar none. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And, and she broke that course record by a ton. Two hours, hour and a half, was it? Yeah, it was wild. Um, so that, that's, what, that's what kept Courtney in the number hours, one for yeah. me. 20, 24, 30 something, and the old record was like 26, 30 something. Yep. 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 So, okay, so we all wound up with the same top right, two. So she's, she's still legit. We know that. So that would yep. be her fifth straight ultra runner of the year, if, if that holds, I think. Yeah, yep. I mean, I have no doubt that'll hold. So on, only halfway to, uh, I should say, only only five more to go until she gets to uh, to, the, to the record of. And not out of the question, though. Not out of the question. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. not at all. Right? Right? I mean, yeah. She's, she's smart. She's selective. She's... Yep. You know, yeah. she doesn't over race usually. She doesn't seem to be slowing down, certainly. So, yeah. yep, it could could happen. I mean, five more years is a lot, but okay. Yeah. Should we, let, let's talk a little bit about some snubs and then we'll do performance of the year. Uh, we mentioned a few people that uh, maybe didn't make it, although, you know, our lists were, were awfully similar there, which I, I, I guess we kind of said yeah. going in that, that the women were not uh, all that all that complicated. You know, I mentioned that the the few people that just missed out from my list, Caitlin was actually my first cut, Caitlin Gerben, uh, third at UTMB, eighth at Trans Grand Canaria, uh, first at Yakima Skyline, and uh, a couple of solid, if not spectacular results at Broken Arrow and, and the Trail World Championships uh, Ultra. Uh, I had Leah Yingling was on there, Taylor Nowlin, Hannah Zowski we mentioned, uh, Riley Brady rounded out my top 15 with a, a slew of, of good performances topped by her or their uh, amazing... Uh, performance at JF at uh, Javelina rather Mince, any other names that you wanted to shout out I had you know the only other one that was probably close for me was a name I wasn't familiar with Jennifer Lichter I think I had her first at Broken Arrow first at the rut and second at Speedgoat yep all you know short races though you know quote unquote short races right um kind of gets penalized for that I think yeah just didn't have the variety yep by 100k 100 miles but great results though really good um I had also jotted down Sarah Beal and Hillary Allen. I had Riley down. Uh, I think that was it for me. I have, I have Sarah coming up in performance of the year. Phil, any other names that uh, stood out to you? 
um, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. I mean, also uh, Ellie Pell had a pretty good year as well, but you know, she uh, she was a little further down on my list. Yeah, she was kind of in that twenty to thirty range for me. I, I actually, right. when we when we talked right after Western States, I kind of thought she might have had a case for you know the top five at that point. But uh, you know, she did yeah. she did she was injured after that and and wasn't able to race uh, and burnish her resume. But a great great first half of the year, and I even yeah, I had her in my long list here uh, for sure. Hopefully back soon and racing well. All right, yep. what do you guys have for performances of the year? Let's go. Let's go five to one. Let's do it in reverse. Mince, who's your number five? Okay, I went back and forth on this one between Sarah Beal's uh, course record and I actually like Camille's course record at Strolling Gym there. So that's what I that's what I in the five spot was uh, Camille's Strolling Gym. You know, it's tough because she breaks the course record of a race that's been around for decades. Um, but maybe the women's field of that race isn't generally quite as competitive. So it was kind of tough for me to weigh that. That's what uh, I was, that's I, the only caveat I was going to say on yeah. that. Like we, we, you know, we I, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. I compared her, her course record there to, you know, the men's overall list of results. And she, you know, she was like in the thick of it, of, of you know, the past men's winners. Um, so yeah, it was, it was close for me. I, I thought, as far as performance of the year, I, I, I was only going to include Camille once, and that's the one I picked. Okay, so that was my second, uh, my second Camille performance, and she just made, I had her in sixth, or sorry, in in eighth, uh, just off the list. I, yes, what you were saying, Mince, I think is is exactly where my thinking was, which is yes, it's been around for forty years, and we talked about when uh, Zach Bevan broke the, the course record there yeah. a couple of years ago as one of the performances of the year. I just don't know that 40 years ago that, that the yeah. women's field was as strong as, as the men's field. Right. And, and the, the record of the person that she broke didn't really compare, I thought, with the, the, um, you know, the, the standard that had been set on the men's side. And, and yeah. you know, she was, I mean, to be fair, she was 40, 45 minutes behind Zach's course record. Uh, yep. You know, maybe, maybe even a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, a great performance. I had that in eighth. Uh, I did have another Camille uh, performance on my list. Phil, what did you have in fifth? Uh, fifth, I um, I had Camille at Strolling Gym. Oh, wow. Same. Okay. I had uh, I had Marissa Lezak's uh, second place performance at Spartathlon, which we, we talked about. Third fastest, yeah. third fastest time all time at one of the biggest and most important ultra races uh, of the year. So that, that to me was, was fifth. Just, in, just edging out, uh, yeah, Camille at Strolling Gym, Courtney at Madeira, and Courtney at, um, at Hard Rock. I had three Courtneys in the top seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I got Courtney as my top three, so. All three? I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, what a year for her. I mean, an incredible year. I, I didn't want, right, I didn't want my list to look like that, but you certainly, you certainly couldn't go wrong naming any of those. Like I, mean, I said, I, I had I had them. Uh, sixth and seventh were, were her second and third best for me. Uh, fourth, Mintz? I had Abby Hall's Transvulcania there. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. That was a really good run. I went back and looked at the results, and uh, it was it was more impressive than I initially realized. Um, I kind of had that performance somewhere between fourth and sixth. And, you know, as I went through the performance of the year, I, I ended up, uh, not that this fits in the rules of the, you know, in the format, but I wanted five different people. So that was that was one of the five I included. Sure. Sure. You know, instead of having a best of, you know, Courtney's greatest hits or something. But. Right. <laughs> Which, again, you could certainly do. Okay, cool. Phil, fourth? So, <clears throat> well, fourth for me, I mean, I guess it's a little little bit of a weird one, but 
I mean, it was Camille at uh, Jackpot. I mean, I know it was 700 feet short or whatever. I had that. Still, I had that as my number one. I don't think you need to apologize for that at great, all. Such a great, such a great run. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, right. If they hadn't remeasured that and found it to be short, that's I think. I don't know about consensus, but it's certainly a, a consensus top three. I, you know, I don't think it's terribly fair to penalize her for that course being a tiny bit short. Um, I had that as my number one. If if that was, I think they're still like kind of like questioning it or something. I don't know. Like I saw they're appealing it. Or I, I don't know what yeah. the story. Is, I mean, if if that stood as a world record, I think that's you know hard to argue against. Certainly in the top two or three. So um, I don't think that's that's wrong by any stretch. So if you Phil, so you, what you're saying is you had two Camilles and three Courtney's in your top five. So yeah. uh, great. And, and no, that's awesome. That's totally fine. And and like I said, between Courtney and Camille, that's five of my top eight. But ninth, right. ninth for me was was Katie's win at UTMB. Um, and you're saying that you also didn't have Katie's win at UTMB in the top five performances of the year, which I which I'm agreeing with. Well, I mean, I was trying not to recycle. I was trying to look more at like records. Okay, like, just right. Straight no, and I, I'm agreeing with you. Like, you know, not to denigrate a, a you know, UTMB winning performance, but somebody has to win that race every year, right? I mean, just, yeah. just, yeah. you know, that doesn't automatically qualify it as one of the top five performances. And, there, and this is what I'm saying as to why, you know, the argument for, for Katie or Camille over Katie uh, going back. So, you, you know, you had... Two, two Camille performances ranked performance of the year ahead of Katie's number one, but that was your argument for Katie being ahead of Camille. My, I, I, I was looking at either world, for performances, I was looking at course records and world records. Okay. okay. But for, you know, ranking the ultra runners of the year, like I was looking at wins. I mean, sure. Okay. No, no that's, I, that's reasonable. It's a little sort of uh, tricky to kind of compare. Yeah, but I agree. I, that was, uh, I agree. I'm just pointing out your logical know. inconsistencies. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some people call that my genius. But anyway, <laughs> uh, for fourth, we talked about this briefly. I had Devin Yanko's course record at Umstead. 40 minutes out of taking 40 minutes out of uh, Eliza Howard course record is and, and, and taking the overall win there in, in fairly dominant fashion. That was my fourth. Third for you guys. Mince, who'd you have? I, I, yeah, I had Katie Shine's UTMB there. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I felt like I kind of uh, hit her on the top 10 list, having her down in ninth. I thought the UTMB was a pretty dominant performance. Um, the time compared to past years was a pretty, pretty stout time. Uh, so, yeah, I had her third there. Okay. Like I said, she was she was ninth for me behind the Courtney and Camille show. And and again, just the argument of somebody has to win that race. It doesn't automatically make it the best. But I, I don't think I, I wouldn't argue with having it on there for sure. Phil, uh, third, you had which Courtney performance? Madeira. OK, that was also the third ranked of, of my Courtney course records for me. Uh, third, yeah. third, I had my number one Courtney performance. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I switched it. Uh, third, I had Sarah Beal. Uh, wow. Who with the course record at JFK. Uh, JFK, the oldest right. ultra in the country, the largest ultra in the country. That's a course record. Yeah, but no one really cares anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Except, you know, whose course record she broke there? Um, Camille? No. It's a little somebody named Ellie Greenwood, the same year that she set the still standing Western States course record. Oh. She took seven minutes oh. out of that course record. So, okay. yes. Well, we'll see her at States next year and she'll break that record. Maybe. Maybe. But so that, that is a legit world, Unlikely. you know, historic performance. You know, taking out an, an Ellie course record, those don't go, those do not go down very often. So, 
Okay, that was my three. Uh, two, I already mentioned I had Courtney's uh, Grand Raid course record there, which for, for me was her number one performance of the year. And as I said, I had Camille's jackpot near world record uh, or, you know, fake world record or whatever you want to call it as number one. Phil, what was your two and one? Oh, you had Courtney, you said. So I assume Hard Rock 2 and yeah. Grand Raid 1, I hope? Yes. Okay, good, good. Yeah. That's that's how I would have ranked them too. And those were six six and seven for me were Courtney's Hard Rock and uh, Courtney's Madeira. Mince, you're two and one. Yeah, I had Marissa Spartathlon okay. in two. It, you know, it was a tough one for me because she came in second, but uh, yeah. the time was so good and so historically yep. so good yep. that, um, you know, it was just a bad break for her that she <laughs> ran in, you know, this year comes in second. But, exactly. And then I had Courtney's Grand Raid in first. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, good. Any other, I mean, we shouted out a few other notable performances um, I had, you know, we talked about Katie. I had uh, Hillary Girardi's course record at Chemo, uh, Brittany Charbonneau's course record at Moab. But uh, other than that, you know, I think we, we touched on most of them. Any other impressive performances that you wanted, guys want to talk about? I didn't have anything else. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. There was, right. Only really about 10, 10 to 12 performances to, to really uh, argue over there. Okay. So that's the women. Great. Um, we're not going to do the the age graded performances of the year. I think it just gets a little bit too too crazy. But uh, I'll, I'll no one cares about old people either. No, so, nobody so. does. Nobody does. All right, <laughs> let's do the men. Uh, the men I found really interesting. I, I I really had like eight to nine locks on first pass through the list, and you know had some difficulty sorting them them out, but not a ton. And then looking for that last those last one to two spots. I had literally 25 people that had basically equivalent resumes for me. And and as I mentioned to you guys in our text exchange earlier, I have them ranked uh, 1 to 35 here if, in case anybody's interested. So I can, I can, I can read through those. That'll make for some, uh, for some fascinating radio. Mince, why don't you start us out with your number 10? I'm, I'm very curious to see how we wind up here with these top 10 and if, if my locks are as, as kind of obvious as yours or, or as they seem to me. Uh, for you, but uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see, and uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of discussion as we get down towards the the top part of the list as well. So, who's your number ten, Mince? Sure, I have Tyler Green, uh, number ten, uh, fourth at states, uh, second at Gorge, but he did the 50k. I'm not sure how competitive that is. Um, first Moab Red Hot, fifth at Chuckanut, which I think was pretty competitive this year. Yep, very very um, competitive this year. Yes. Docked him a bit on the UTMB where he did finish, but, uh, you know, slipped back significantly. Um, so, yeah, I had him in 10th. I had him ninth. So very, very similar. Um, yeah, you, you bring up the point about Gorge Waterfalls, which uh, made its triumphant return this year. I think in the past, certainly in the past, the 100K has been the varsity race there, especially when it was a golden ticket race. This right. year, it was it was pretty interesting. I felt like they both had good, strong, maybe not world-class, but national-class fields in both races. I, I thought the there there wasn't a huge difference for me in terms of field strength between the 50K and the 100K. So yes, he wound up he wound up ninth for me. Um, Tyler on your list, Phil? He's higher on my list. He's yeah. higher. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah great year and, and top by that fourth place at Western States, as we said. Okay, 10th, who did you have, Phil? Well, I had Zach Miller in there. I have him a little higher, yep. Right. I mean, decent run at, at UTMB and then the Andorra Trail. Um, yeah. He just squeezed in there. Yeah. Uh, this is basically the same resume as Katie's, right? 
I mean, he didn't win UTMB, but he had two two races, including a, a great performance at UTMB and yeah. a win at a UTMB race against a very large field with good competition overseas. And that's that's the year. Um, basically, the you know, like I said, that's 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 the he that's went, the Courtney he went case. Full Euro, I think the word is. What's that? He went full Euro. He went full Euro. Yeah. Yes. So that that's the Katie case. Croissants, chocolate. Um, yeah. So yes, I had him. He fell out. Uh, he fell out a little bit higher for me. Did he make your list, Mince? I'm curious. Yeah, I actually had him ninth, which is exactly where I had Katie. So yeah. Yeah. There I'll, you go. There I'll you go. go. Along with what you said. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. I had him right uh, slightly below where I had Katie. I think Katie wound up fourth on my list and I'll, I, I can spoil it now. I had Zach in sixth. So, you know, which kind of makes sense. Again, okay. similar resumes. Katie had the win. Zach had the fifth place, obviously behind all uh, completely world-class runners in the top four. Yeah. Uh, some of the all-time greats. Um, you, you could argue three of the 10 greatest uh, athletes of all time, possibly uh, ahead of him. Um, so yes, I had him, I had him up in sixth. Uh, 10th place, where is my list here? Oh, okay. So 10th place was a hell of a decision for me. And I went back and forth about a thousand times between um, Drew Holman and uh, the string bean, Joe McConaughey. And I ultimately had Drew oh, wow. fall out in 10th. Um, did Drew make any of your guys' lists? First Drew one out. did make my list a little bit higher. I a little bit higher. Seven. You said first one out, Mint? Yep. Yeah, and and uh, like I said, could could certainly have been uh, first one out for me, very very close. But fifth at Western States, obviously a great performance. Third at Chuckanut, we mentioned an excellent excellent field this year, probably the strongest Chuckanut field we've seen in quite some time, with uh, the Peter God winning there, and I think Anthony Castales was second. A second at Quad Rock, which you know didn't have a, a deep field, but you know the 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 person who beat him there, Jonathan Ray, was also in contention for my top ten. So. You know, that that nudged out a couple of really strong performances from from the string bean there. So he was 10th for me. Uh, okay, Mintz, ninth. Ninth. I'm looking down my list. <laughs> oh, uh, that's where I had Zach Miller. Okay, right. You mentioned that. Okay, so we talked about Zach. He's on all three of our lists. Ninth, I had Tyler, who we talked about already, uh, as was 10th on your list. Phil, who did you have in ninth? Uh, I had Hayden Hawks. I have him a little higher. Not much. Have, Where do I have I, him? Kind of like a one one result year, really for him. He won that the race in Australia, but like really it was the states that kind of got him on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yes, I had him in in eighth. No, sorry, I had him in seventh. I'm, I'm misreading my list here. Yes, as you mentioned, uh, a great great race at states to come in second, and really stuck his nose in it, much like he did last year with yeah. Jim and and kind oh, of yeah. paid the price last year. You know, did not come back cowed, you know, didn't run scared, you know, was in it the whole way, uh, ultimately came in second. I think a, a really uh, triumphant return, I would say. Yeah, the win in Australia to close out the year, you know, was enough to burnish his resume and get him into the top 10. I don't think without that he's in the top 10. Um, True. Uh, oh, but, yeah. you know, a, a, a good win in, in a, a UTMB race by UTMB, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the win at Bryce. Uh, he did get he did DNF CCC, which, you know, if you wanted to make an argument to keep him out of the top 10, I think you could based yeah. on that. But, you know, that that would be that would be the only real blemish on his record. You said he was higher for you, Mint? Yeah, I had him up in sixth. Sixth. OK. And I had him seventh. Okay. Phil, you have him ninth. That's all fairly uh, equivalent there. All right. So um, and I had Tyler in ninth. We talked about we talked about him eighth for you, Mint. Eighth, I have Dakota Jones. Uh, Ooh, I have a lot Harper. higher. 
All right, he's definitely okay. not coming on the podcast next year. That's, that's, that's the final straw. I, I had him you know, a lot higher than that. Wow. Okay. He had the third at Hard Rock. Yep. Uh, behind, you know, two of the uh, two of the best there. Um, course record at Javelina, very fast, twelve fifty eight. Yes. And then I first in Canyons fifty k. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I looked at his Javelina time compared to past years. It was a course record. It wasn't. Um, a huge course record. It was a great time. I th- I thought that was actually probably his best result. As did I. I had that ranked as his number one result. I mean, it's year. a very competitive race, though, Havelina. I mean, it's had a lot of good runners there. So even to edge it, what is it, Pat Reagan? Pat Regan, the, yep. yep. Yeah. Pat Regan, is Pat the, Regan who's, who's run it multiple times and been in the yeah. low to mid-13s that's multiple his times. That's, that's his race. Yep. You know, like... I, I discounted the Canyons 50K a bit um, just because... It doesn't that, count anymore. It's not an ultra. Not the main <laughs> event there. Well, it's it's the JV run. race, but he did beat Mario Mendoza head to head and ran I, and ran a very fast time. He did. He beat Mario, but I think Mario was the only other like really big name I saw yes. in it. Um, and then Hard Rock. I mean, you know, he finished where you'd expect him to finish, as as you've said in the past, Jay. Right? Like, you'd ex- if you looked at the the list. I would have expected Dakota to finish third in that race. Okay. Yes. And and you're right. That is the argument that I usually make about Hard Rock when I want to Uh, ding somebody for the results. He was leading. He was leading Hard Rock two thirds of the way through. The other thing I would say is on pedigree mints, I would agree with you. Yes. But we haven't seen Dakota race at that level in, I don't know, half a decade, maybe more. I, I honestly, if you like, if you told me going into Hard Rock that. If you would give me the option of, you know, leading the race and finishing third or coming in 15th, I would have said way more likely he comes in 15th. I, I yeah. you know, I just had no idea yeah. what to expect from him. So, it's that, been a yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, by pedigree, yes, he should have been third in that race, and he was. But I, I think that's a little bit different when we say that for somebody like Jeff, who runs that race every year, versus somebody like Dakota, who we literally haven't seen race at a world-class level in... I mean, since sure. definitely pre-pandemic, if not longer. Um, sure. Yeah. So that that that's why that that yes, I I appreciate you trying to turn my own argument against me. Uh, well done. But that that's how I that that's the cognitive dissonance that, uh, that that I was able to play out in my mind. So yeah, he wound up a lot higher than me. Right. Also because yeah, I thought the I thought the Havelina run was one of the races of the year. I thought he he. And, and and also not what we normally associate with Dakota, who we right. usually think of yeah. as a big mountain guy, to go to a flatter, faster course and take out a course record of, you know, somebody who's, you know, been top five in the 100K World Championships and has run under 13 hours on, on multiple occasions, um, you know, that for, for, for a mountain runner, that was really, really impressive. So that, that I had him higher. Okay. So eighth for Dakota for you, Mintz. Uh, Phil, who'd you have in eighth? Uh, I got Drew Holman. Okay, so we talked a little bit about Drew, who was tenth on my list, and it sounds like eleventh on Mince's. Uh, anything to add to his year there, Phil? Uh, not really. I think you guys covered it. Okay, so eighth for me was Richard Lockwood. You guys make? Did he make your guys' list? He did no. not make my list, but he did have a good year. Yeah, really strong year for Richard Lockwood. Let me pull up his uh, his results here. Excuse me, the win at Run Rabbit, I had it ranked as the, the number one performance for him. Also had a second at uh, Doe and Thannon, the new UTMB race that really had a, a really pretty, very strong uh, international field this year. Was that the golden ticket race? That was the golden ticket race in Thailand, yeah. Yeah. He got a golden ticket then, yeah? He did, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, second there. Second at Gorge Waterfalls in the 100K. Again, that was a, a really competitive race this year. And uh, yeah. the win at the Tushers 100K, uh, I had as, yeah. as his fourth best performance of the year. So really, really solid for somebody who we talked about, I think, after Run Rabbit, somebody we weren't 100, you know, super duper familiar with going into this season. Um, so that was that was exciting to find a, a new name on the on the board there for me. All right. Seventh place, Mintz. Who did you have? Yeah, I was also kind of thinking new name on the board. Uh, I had Scott Traer in seventh, mm-hmm. uh, second at Black Canyon, first in the Javelina 100K, but in a very quick 731, and then mm-hmm. a top 10 finish at States. I had him anywhere from seventh where he landed as far back as like 12th or so. Um, but, you know, when I looked at that Javelina 100K time, even though that's not like the main event there, I was pretty impressed with that time. Uh and second at Black Canyon, a super competitive race. Uh, so, yeah, he ended up finishing as high as seventh there. So he was in my long list of people to consider for that, those ninth and tenth spots, basically. Uh, he wound up in my list of 35. I had him 22nd. But you could okay. have him anywhere from, like I said, kind of eighth or ninth to 35th. And I'd, I'd be certainly uh, appreciative of that. Great year. Phil, seventh? Seventh, I have Tyler Green. Okay, so we talked about Tyler. Tenth for Mintz, ninth for me, seventh for you. All, you know, more or less in in the same range there. Seventh, I had Hayden. We spoke about him. Hayden was sixth for you, Mintz, and ninth for Phil. So again, we're we're kind of falling into that same little zone there. Uh, And sixth for me was Zach Miller, who we discussed already, who was uh, tenth for Phil and ninth for Mintz. So that leaves Phil. Who'd you have in sixth? Six over Jonathan Rea. Okay, Jonathan yes. Ray. Jonathan Ray, yeah. Uh, another one for me who Solid just year, missed you know? out. Um, where did I have him fall out? Did I have him fall out? I'll get back to you. But yeah, tell us about Jonathan's year. I mean, second at Havelina, wins Bandera, first at Quad Rock. Didn't have a great state, but, you know, I think that's uh, said three very solid results. Yes. Yes, I have him here. He is 14th on my long list, so just outside the top 10. Slotted him in between Cody Lind and Alex Nichols, for anyone who cares. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, the win at Bandera, the second at JFK, uh, or not JFK, uh, Javelina. And like you said, Phil, both against super-duper competitive fields. Um, Really strong race at at Javelina for second there. The first at Quad Rock, not a deep field, but again, we mentioned he he beat uh, Drew Holman there, who we, we all recognize had a great year as well. Yeah, really, really strong. Yeah, gets dinged a little bit by a, a you know not a not a terrible performance at Western States, but a little bit yeah. subpar when you consider uh, you know up against all those other results. I assume he's not in your top five mints. Is that right, Jonathan? Yeah, uh, I had him back at twelve. Yeah, okay. So and I had him in fourteenth. That like I said, uh, seems seems reasonable. All right, we're getting into the top five, and I think. Think we're going to have all new names here, uh, except for Dakota, who I know Phil and I have higher uh, than Mince did. All right, Mince, who do you have in fifth? Yeah, just as a footnote, I noticed here when I was doing the the rankings that I thought the results at this point got, you know, it was kind of like another level. Like I thought these 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 results were a bit better than the ones behind them. I don't know. That was just kind of my demarcation line. I agree. This was kind of the break point uh, at which, you know, you yeah. could you could kind of put people into a hat and pull them out b- below this and kind of come out with a, a number of different results in your top 15 or 20. Uh, and then th- these were the five, I agree, that I, I felt were, were really 
deserving. Although obviously you had Dakota outside of that. So we're going to disagree on one of these people, but go ahead. Yeah. And it's this one right here. I, I feel confident. Uh, I had David Sinclair in fifth. I had him um, higher. <laughs> okay. There you go. Then yeah. we won't disagree on that no. one. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think I our mean, top five would be very similar. Yeah. Second at Canyons, first at Broken Arrow, first at Speed Goat, first at Rut. I mean, that's like amazing, right? Like, Unbelievable. That, I feel like you should get a special award for putting those together. That's like an amazing set of uh, results. Um, yeah. I think it would be really hard to replicate that, honestly, for like anyone to replicate that. So, yeah, I had him fifth and I considered him anywhere from like four to six. I originally had him fifth and then bumped him to fourth when I when I sat down and did the head to heads. Um, okay. Just a, a, a great, great year. And I think I had one of his, when we get to the uh, performance of the year, I think one of those wound up in there too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, I had it. I had his uh, course record at the rut is, was actually my first off the list. I had that in sixth. Take, taking five minutes out of a record held by who? No, anyone? No answers? Or who you talking about? His course record, he broke the, the former course record at the rut, David Killian? Sinclair. Killian? Killian. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of people take out a Killian record, so. No, that's no. impressive. But right, he, so you, uh, he apparently was smoking a cigarette as he was going up most of the climb. <laughs> that was when he was still smoking. <laughs> David, fifth for, for you. Phil, who did you have in fifth? Uh, fifth, I got Arlen Glick. Yep, that's who I wound up with in fifth also. I mean, he had a, he had a great year. And he I mean, wound up was, in our top threes last year, I think, for the most part. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, this was just like, he didn't have any wins, but everything was just solid. You know, he was on every podium. He podiumed in four, 400, 400 miles. He podiumed yeah. two seconds, two thirds at yep, States, yep. at Javelina, Run Rabbit, and Jackpot. Um, yeah. Four extremely competitive races. 1310 yeah. at Jackpot, which is obviously quite fast. Uh, a fantastic, fantastic year. Did did he make your list, Mintz? Yeah, I had, I had him fourth. You had him fourth. And that's where I had him originally, and I flip-flopped him and, him and uh, David Sinclair, so... Yeah, Arlen fifth for me and David fourth. And so we, we basically had the same same fifth and fourth, uh, maybe. Phil, did you have David Sinclair in your David, top five? Yeah, David's fourth for me. Okay, so we, we the two of them, we, we, had, we all had them in the same spots. Okay, we're getting into the top three. I already mentioned I had Dakota in third. Yeah, I do as well. Okay. I have Jim Walmsley in third. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was mostly talking about next year, Jay. We could just cut him off right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, it's I, a little I, bit unprecedented, but he's moving into dangerous territory. As far as yeah, I, I, I thought that'd be a little uh, controversial, but you know, he. Yeah. I, I think I was looking for maybe a, a a top three at UTMB or something to that effect. Uh, he certainly, uh, you know, gave it his best, right. but um, I think he'll get it. Uh, you know, he, he had he had gym results, kind of what you'd expect, I guess, um, but maybe not quite the depth of years past or maybe not quite the, you know, for me, maybe he didn't have the one performance that I was like, wow. Um, okay. I more could, like I could not disagree more. <laughs> I you know I, I think you, I might, just, you mean like you didn't have anything like the uh, win at Madeira Island breaking the course record <laughs> by Francois or the. Uh, Tempier win, you know, with like 3,000 other runners out there, one of the biggest races in France, that kind of thing. 
you know, I some of those are leaked over into my performances the year, but um, I think okay. I, think- <laughs> I tell you what, I'm gonna have to get another beer before the year because Jay's gonna be coming after you hard, <laughs> salivating right there. I can see him on the Zoom. He's like, <laughs> we got another idiot that's got like his guy here with all these reports of the year that just basically got hammered in the overall ranking. <laughs> all right, good luck. I'm gonna grab some popcorn on a beer. <laughs> you know, I think I think I'm just waiting for Jim's UTMB to come through and then he can. Uh, you yeah, know, Rick is him. only going to win UTMB, and then you're going to get ruined again by Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, okay. No, look, third. I mean, we can't sneeze at third, and yeah. I, I. So I, I know, I know what our difference is going to be, basically. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about Jim when we get to to my my next couple. Uh, so third for you was Jim. We both had Dakota in third. Mince, yep. who did you have in second? Uh, I had Blanchard in second. Okay, with so he's, his... he's the one that didn't make my top 10, yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, second at UTMB, he was obviously behind Jim at Madeira, uh, fifth at Lavaredo. Um, three really solid results. I, I had him as low as sixth um, because I didn't see any wins in that group, which obviously um, penalized, but, you know, I gave a lot of credit to his UTMB result because he was that close to Killian on what was generally a very good run by Killian. Right. So, yeah. you know, in any other year, yeah, that's a under UTMB the old course record for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really gave a lot of credit to that UTMB because, you know, it wasn't like Katie's UTMB where, you know, she, she wanted, it was dominant, but maybe she wasn't racing against the best field ever. I mean, he, he was he was running down Killian. If the yep. race was another, you know, five kilometers, he would have won. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because he was that close to Killian, Killian I really gave a lot of credit to that result. Um, then, you know, obviously behind Jim at Madeira, a bit behind him, um, and then top five at Lavaredo. Yeah, I, I had him, like I said, just outside my top ten. I probably should have had him in the top ten. Um, uh, yes. I, I mean, and you can give him – Obviously, the I mean, look, if you wanted to do my game, play the gym head to head, you know, he his number one is second at UTMB. Jim's number one is the course record at Madeira. Right. You know, those are pretty damn close, I think. I thought they were close. Yeah. Jim's number two is fourth at UTMB uh, and Blanchard's number two is fifth at Madeira. I think that's a definite win for Jim. Yeah. And then you're you're putting up. You know, Templiers, Jim's win at Templiers against a fifth at Lavaredo, both huge courses, both huge races and, and classics. But, um, you know, again, the win at Templier, I think, it out, outpaces the win at Lavaredo. And then Jim had one other result. So that's my game there. Uh, he should have been higher. I agree. Uh, he, he probably belongs in my top 10. He probably belongs kind of somewhere in that seven to eight range, six to eight range, somewhere around there. You know, may, maybe he should even be in front of Zach for me, uh, who I had up in six. Yeah. Um, he should be. It's been an oversight, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. For me too, and so, but yes, I, I but I, I would take issue with him ahead of Jim, but you know, certainly a, a, a fabulous year, obviously. So, Phil, I, I assume you had Jim in second. Jim in second, yeah. Yep. And I'm gonna shock everybody by saying that I had Jim in first, actually. Uh, yes, and I did this partly as a contrarian play because I think. I think Peterman, Adam Peterman, who is the the one person we obviously haven't mentioned, the Peter God, I think is going to run away with this vote this year. And, you know, perhaps deservedly so. And and when I, again, sat down to do the list, he was 
obvious my obvious pick for number one and i i was not willing to entertain another another viewpoint you go through his year four wins four races four wins you know the win at western states the win at the world championships uh course records at, at, at the canyons 100k and uh at chuckanut uh against as we said very good fields in both of those races Hard to argue. And if, if you have him first, I certainly am not going to argue. I think the overwhelming majority of voters will have him first, if not everybody except me. And <laughs> and uh, I think, like I said, part of the reason that I put Jim first was a little bit to be a bit of a contrarian there. But when you stack up their results, they have very, very, very similar arguments. If you go one-to-one Jim against, against Adam, if you're ranking... You know, I had Adams win at Western States as the number one and Jim's course record in Madeira. I think Jim's performance was definitely better than Adams from a historical perspective. And, yeah. you know, and certainly yeah. from a competitive perspective, I don't think Madeira gives anything away to Western States, certainly not this year. So I, I had Jim as the, the leader there. I had Jim's fourth place finish at UTMB against Adams' first place finish at the World Championships. You know, if you're going to, uh, yes, it's a world championship. It was a great race. He won in convincing fashion. But, you know, the, the strength of field at the UTMB was orders of magnitude better than what Adam faced at the world championships. And Adam went into that race as a heavy, heavy favorite. And anything other than a, a dominant win there, I think, would have been a disappointment. So, you know, I, I kind of had those as a little bit of a wash there uh, between their second best performances. You know, the win at Templier for Jim against the win at Canyons and the course record at Canyons. Uh, again, maybe a little bit of a wash, maybe a slight edge. You can make an argument, I think, slight edge one way or the other. Canyons was very competitive, but Templier, again, one of the biggest races in the world, certainly the most important yeah. race in France, uh, other than, I guess, UTMB, if you counted that as being a race in France. And uh, Jim with a, a, a convincing win there. And then fourth, um, you know, Jim had a, a smaller ultra trail win uh, against Chuckanut. Maybe you give that to Adam there. But the point I'm trying to make is it is very, very, very close. And I think you could make a, a strong argument either way for each of them. And I, I, I made the argument for Jim. That's that's where I came out. Very, uh, very thought- persuasive. <laughs> we were just absorbing your genius. It was quite hard. I mean- you know, it hit me like a, a Jedi mind. Trick. Yeah, I mean, Mince, Mince's uh, video isn't working, so I, I was assuming he was genuflecting, but I couldn't, I couldn't I mean, confirm Mince for isn't sure. Even there, he pre-recorded this earlier. He's like, you think I'm going to spend two hours of my evening talking to those two muppets about something they know nothing about? And he's like, pre-recorded this. I've had it on mute since you were talking about Camille. Have I missed anything? Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay, let's do let's do some snubs before we get into the the, the performances of the year. I mentioned oh. Matthew Blanchard for me, uh, yeah. which I'm, I'm yeah, going to list as more of an oversight snub. than a snub. I think. Um, yeah. And but I, I think Mince. Uh, I think he he will be uh, certainly recognized by the the remainder of the voters. Um, I mentioned Stringbean was very close on my list as well. Um, the rest of my kind of top twenty. Some of the names we we mentioned before, Jonathan Ray. Uh, I had Jimmy Elam, I considered strongly, Cody Lynn, Dave Laney, and, uh, you know, several others. I, like I said, I could go 35 deep if you want me to. I did mention Browning earlier. Again, you know, ultimately wound up in the low 20s for me, but a, a much better year than I, I had originally given him credit for. So shout out to Jeff Browning, who I kind of uh, dragged a little bit yeah. when Phil put him in the top 10 last year. Yeah. Anyone yeah. else, you guys, uh, tough omissions or anything like that? Nobody else that was really close. Uh, I think you covered them. Okay, cool. 
Let's do top five performances of the year. Phil, why don't you start us off with your fifth best men's performance of the year? Uh, fifth best of the year, I am going to go with the CJ Albertson 50K world record. Oh, my God. That was your fifth best? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of decided his world record. I mean, no one does this stuff. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's gone the other way. He just doesn't care. Anymore, anyway. Fuck world records. I don't give a shit about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, it's quite the turnaround yeah. for you. Yeah, I just decided I just had enough of them. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're, they're happening all the time. I mean, unless you're Sorokin, you know, I mean, that that's the world record of all world records. That's like the ring of power. Ah. I don't want to hear from him again until he hits 200 miles. You know, check back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing, any of this, anything less than 200, I just, I don't even care about. So this is, now. so so in, in this, uh, in this analogy, C.J. Albertson is more of a, a ring wraith is what you're saying. <laughs> right. He, he well, flies around on the way he runs. I think he's got a bit of elf in him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's Peterman's Chuckanut is fifth and Albertson fourth. Go on, I'll, I'll change it. You peer pressured me. Uh, okay. I had Albertson at number one. Lord of the Rings analogy. You were all over me. <laughs> I had CJ as, as number one, actually. So uh... I did. You oh, did that's also a big change from you as well. Then I think last year I had. I thought he was a clear number one. To be honest. yeah, I, I didn't think it was right. that close actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I had that last year, and you guys ruined me. No, so it was two years ago. It was during the pandemic year that that he broke that record, and you said he was the or or no, maybe I don't remember when it was, but you yeah. said he 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 had he was the athlete of the year. You had him as number one ultra runner of the year, if I am not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to take any heat from you this year. I've yeah. softened the okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Mince, what'd you have fifth? I had Peter Mins Canyons. As did record. I. Wow. Okay. Okay. There you um, go. Then yeah. Oh, I wonder how similar this this will be for us. Uh, yes, I had him as, as fifth as well. Phil, fourth, you had Peter Min, you said? Yeah. Okay. I had Chuck and Otlo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I guess you could go either way. Chuck and that's probably been around a little bit longer. Canyon's probably a little bit more important these days. But I think, yeah, you could you could make an argument either way. Fourth, Mint, what did you have? Sorry. Fourth, I had uh, Dakota's 1258, uh, Havelina. I had the exact same thing. Yep. I think we're going to have the same top I five. I wonder. To that, that's going to be really interesting. I, I, I actually, I think the answer is going to be no, because I think my, my next one is probably going to throw you off. Who did you have? What did you have for third, Mint? I had uh, Jim's Madeira. Oh, so did I. Okay. All right. Phil, what'd you have third? Uh, third, I had uh, Peterman uh, Canyons. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and uh, all right. Second, I think m- maybe we'll diverge. Uh, what did you have in second, Mints? I had uh, Blanchard second at UTMB. Okay. Yeah. That, that didn't make it for me. That was the one that did. You know, again, I'm just going to say that he, he was, you know, under the old record right right on Killian's tail I you know I hate to have a performance of the year that's not a win yeah um, but I thought that yeah. was a I, I don't think you can really but anyway yeah so I, I usually reserve <laughs> give, you, give you a benefit of doubt you got COVID probably worse <laughs> <laughs> I you usually reserve got, like a brain eating COVID for me the fifth spot can be like a, a you know fourth or fifth for a, a runner-up finish under extraordinary circumstances that's where I had Marissa this year you know, I, I think that's okay. Second is a little much. And, and again, it falls into, right. It was a great race for sure. It falls into the category for me of somebody has to finish second. Um, so that's, that's why I didn't have it in there. 
Phil, who'd you, who'd you have second? I have Dakota at Havelina. All right, yeah. Second, I don't know. Um, I had Chikar Omin, who ran 5.05 to break the U.S. Masters record at the Ruth Anderson 50 mile, a record that has stood for 40 plus years. 5.05 for a 40 year old. I thought that was shockingly good. Um, awesome. For somebody who's been around the sport for probably a decade and somehow is now getting faster that he's 40, uh, that is terrifying. But 505 is probably the fastest 50 of the year, I think. I don't know that there was another one. Um, and yeah, that, that record has stood since 1981. And uh, yeah, was a course record and a U.S. Masters record. So I, I, I had him in, in second. Uh, and we both had CJ Mintz in, in the top spot. So Phil, what was your number one performance of the year? Jim uh, in Madeira beating a Francois record. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we both had that in third. Okay, very good. Any other notable performances? I had I mentioned uh, David Sinclair, uh, the course record of the rut was my sixth. And uh, I had, um, who else was on there? Oh, I thought Adrian McDonald's 1605 at Leadville. That's one of the top five performances there of all time. Might have been third, if I, if I recall correctly. That was a really great race there, uh, going solo once again. And uh, Caleb Bowen running 1240 at Canal Carter, taking out Arlen's course record by an hour. Um, both great performances that just missed out for me. Yeah. I didn't have anything else for that. All right. All right. Well, we did it, guys. We did it. What do Not you think? Are, are you guys are you guys happy with how this worked out? I'm I was yeah, really I really happy until a bit more consensus in some other years. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy with I how this turned out more until than 15 uh minutes on my picks. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I'm upset that I left Matthew Blanchard off. That that really Yeah, that was an error. I I'm I that was an error for me. I mean, I yeah. could have definitely thrown Zach Miller off. Yeah. 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 That 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 I, I feel bad about that. That's the only. I mean, that's the know, only one he, of, of these I feel bad about. Sleep well tonight. He'll be fine. <laughs> you know, he'll be a little annoyed when he listens to the pod, but he'll. he'll <laughs> Phil uh, CJ, you know that fifty k. It's it's like a two thirteen marathon, and then tacking on another five miles at that same pace. The problem is that fifty k is not an ultra marathon anymore. <laughs> Moved on. I mean, it's very, very 2015. <laughs> you know, now like 50k, it's like a, it's like a jog, it's like a warm up run. <laughs> he, he ran it solo. I, I'm kind of curious who who he, we could get in a race with him. That, that I would mean, actually... I would like to measure that course though. So I'm going to send Camille out there with a measuring tape. <laughs> it's going to get measured. Don't worry. <laughs> Three centimeters too short. <laughs> Well, he broke that record uh, by pretty, about... Pretty, pretty outstanding, especially coming from two guys that ruined me a few years ago when I mentioned <laughs> that a world record was a world record. <laughs> I still remember it well. He, he broke that record by three or four minutes, I think. That course could be half a mile short and he'd still be under the record. <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, pretty. A, it was a pretty incredible performance to go solo like that as well. Now, I will say there was a lot of consensus, right? And... We may, I may need to kick both of you off because I think we're getting a little bit too kind of hive mind here. We need a little bit yeah. more conflict. I think we're all we're all getting a little bit too good or bad at this. Yeah, no one no one likes agreement. Yeah, it's not that, what we're about. It's terrible radio. Okay, Mince, thanks for coming on. What do you got coming up? Yeah, it was awesome to to be on. Uh, I'm signed up for the um, Beast of Burden, the Winter mm. Fifty Miler that they do up here in the end of January. Sure. It's on like a 
you know, the canal path to totally pancake flat, but it'll probably be about five degrees or so. Oh yeah. Is it, is that a hundred moderate? So 50, it's a hundred. There is a 25, a 50 and a hundred. I'm doing the 50. Does that, um, is that Vinny and Nicole put that on? You know, to be honest, I'm not sure. I think they, I think they might. I can't remember. I, I've never done one of the Beast of Burdens before, but I've uh, I've had my eye on them for a while. I think I'll probably run somewhere between uh, six and ten hours, depending on the weather. <laughs> yeah, depending whether you need skis, snowshoes, micro spikes, <laughs> snowblower, or running shoes. <laughs> right. Give myself a big window there to finish in. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. And Phil, what do you got coming up? Just, Nothing. Just hanging in the cats. <laughs> I need to enter some races. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really sure. I think I'm looking at maybe I'm tough, Havelina, nice kind of thing. But uh, nothing really through the uh, winter. I've dusted off skate skis. I've got uh, six days of skate skiing in so far this year. Nice. So I'm kind of in in full winter mode. I'll get some hiking done in the cats. Good. Good. Yeah. January. Yeah. We'll check back in after January first when all these races open up, and we'll see where you're at there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Phil, this week it's a grindstone by UTMB. Might need to. Uh... That. Yeah. And apparently that was by popular demand, according yeah, to apparently. posts from grindstone. <laughs> I, right. I'm just trying to check back where I demanded it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, another one. Another one bites the dust, I guess. And that's, yeah. uh, that's it. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. This was, as as always, a highlight of the year. I love doing this show, and uh, I love doing this episode. And it's uh, it's great to talk to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, great. fun time, guys. Really uh, enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is going to be our last show of the year, and we will see you all in 2023. Everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, and until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. Years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded like a good old pair of jeans. Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen too much rain. But long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky and wild wonder man. And ride the bus and feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there. I was still young. I was still young. And I was still